Hello and welcome to the Power Rock Podcast. We're only speaking with the Quebecois punk rock personality, and I'm, this is going to be horrible French, but Emilie Plamondon, as Hello. also known as Punk Rockette today, about the recent surge in Canadian punk music and how she's become a bit of a punk celebrity and featured singer on some of the recent releases that have come out over the past few years. She also plays in not one, but two bands and still has a full-time job. I'm thinking her love of coffee is the only thing that allows her to make it through the day with all the things she's able to accomplish. We'll dig into the mind of Punk Rockette right after this. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock fans around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. All right. Hello and welcome to the Power Rock Podcast. I think today's going to be a pretty good show because I love talking to bands and musicians, but I also like speaking with guests who have other perspectives as well. Now, Emily, or Emily, I'm terrible at French, uh, so she'll <laughs> just have to let you guys know how it's pronounced here in a second. Hi, it, my name is Emily. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> She's a musician who plays in bands as well, but she also spends a lot of her time on the other side of the industry, kind of doing a little bit what I'll do as well helping to spotlight, promote, and support the punk music scene across the world. And she's a bit of an ambassador for punk music in Canada. She's the host of the Punk Rocket Show podcast, that's a mouthful, and, and locally hosts Punk Detente in her home city of Quebec City and plays in 50 Shades of Punk, which is a punk acoustic cover band, and has a new band called The Long Run that will be releasing new music soon. Hey, Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Little little applause and cheering for yay. <laughs> All right. So I'm sure that anyone who is watching this episode is probably more familiar with you than they are with me because I think maybe like three or four of my friends watch this show regularly. So um, for those three people, they'll probably be like, who's who's she? Who's Punk Rockette? But kind of let these three people that are going to watch this that are my friends and all the other people already know who you are that are going to watch this, but uh, let them kind of know, how did you get into the life of being a podcast host and how did you get kind of you know, into the spirit of supporting punk bands and everything? Uh, actually, I started to do radio shows when I was at the end of high school. But at this time, I wasn't really into punk rock, but I had a very like uh, a cafeteria yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, radio show in high school. Then I went to college. I started to listen to more punk rock and I started a radio show in Quebec City called Punk Detente in 2004. So it's wow. been like 18 years already. So that's how I started. See here, this whole time I thought you were 22 years old. Oh, thanks. No, I'm 38 <laughs> and a half. <laughs> so just a couple years younger than me. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, let's talk about your bands as well, because I know that the the one thing that, you know, well, actually, let's back up because you got into the yeah. radio show, but how did they you then turn and say, okay, I want to kind of, because locally doing a radio show has mm -hmm. so much spread, right? But then you can go even wider if you actually do something on the internet. How did you decide to do the Punk Rock podcast show? It's so, it's so funny because I started to do Facebook Live where, while I was hosting my radio show, mm -hmm. but I'm hosting in French. 
Yeah. Uh, but then I started to do those lives on Facebook and I saw that some punk rockers from all around the world started to just say hi. And so I started to speak English a little on the on those lives. And then I was like, oh, I mean, maybe I can speak English. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so and I spent like most of my years uh, on my radio show focusing on my local scene. And I still love my local scene. Like we can talk about my local scene for hours. But I was like, yeah. I wish I could interview like not necessarily bigger bands, but yeah, some people I admire since I'm a teenager, but also yeah. other local <laughs> scenes, people in around the world. So I was like, okay, maybe I can start my podcast. But I was super insecure at first. It took me like <laughs> two years before I finally do it. So Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. Why. I'm overconfident and have nothing to back it up. I'm like, <laughs> let's just so let's start a podcast and see how it goes. All right. Well, it's but it goes. <laughs> when I started my radio show, I was like that because I didn't know a lot about punk rock. I knew like, okay, bad religion exists. I know like four songs of no effects, but I want to do a radio show about punk rock. Yeah. Like <laughs> and People used to call me, do you know, Randy? And I was like, no, I don't know what Randy. So yeah. I would like burn the CD for the next week with some requests. And then I learned a lot of yeah. bands. So, but at first, yeah, I, was I mean, like, there's so many underground bands from different pockets of like countries and parts of the, the you know, the world yeah. that they're like, oh, I, I grew up on the living end in Australia. I'm like, yeah, well, they only had like one CD or one album that was kind of big in North America. So you can't expect everybody to know who yeah. they are. And by big, I mean, people who knew a lot about punk rock knew that mm -hmm. album, but not everybody across the world is going to know that, that band or that album. So yeah, it's pretty and interesting. I, I just realized that so many bands uh, around the world work so hard and they need more exposure. So I was like, maybe I can do what I do with my local scene, but with other local scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of the thing. Like, I don't think anybody signs up for the business side of being in a band. They just sign up for, Hey, I want to make music. I want to go play shows. I want to have fun. And they're like, Oh, it's really hard to like do this, make money and actually have people give a shit about it. So it's, it's like, yeah, yeah any, any help they can get, they're very appreciative. Yeah. And I realized we're just a big family and everyone is so close to each other. We can, I became friend with a lot of, people I've never met yet because of music. Yeah. So it's just, just fun. Yeah. So talking about, you know, bands and punk bands, let's talk about your two bands because you have uh 50 shades of punk, which has played some somewhat big shows. Um, and you've, uh, those are acoustic punk covers. I've heard like, yeah. um, a quite a few of them actually. Yeah. Um, and then you were in a band called Excuse Me, Mister, for a couple mm -hmm. of years, where you I think you also played some covers from memory, or maybe yeah. you had some originals. But um, and then you got another one called The Long Run, which is going to release new music soon. So, kind of take me through your journey as a member of a band and how these bands and have kind of formed. Oh, you want me to talk to you about my first band ever when I was seventeen? <laughs> That's when I started my first band, like 16 or 17, yeah. But I, I want to talk about that because it's really funny. I used to uh, say, I was like a guest vocal with that band when I was young. And those are the, the guys who got me into punk rock. So that's why I want to mention it. But like at some point, one of the guys didn't want me to stay in the band because I didn't look punk enough. Yeah. 
That's how it usually goes. But yeah. we stay friends, it's fine. Uh, but uh, now I'm I'm just so happy to sing funk rock still, you know. So yeah. uh, it's just funny. But uh, more seriously, uh, yeah, I started uh, to play with one of my friends at university. His name is Simon. Uh, we studied social work together. And uh, we started to jam at parties. But when Tony Sly died, uh, we decided to do a tribute to Tony Sly. And we did a, sh a show, and it was incredible. We played like 25 uh, No Use for a Name songs. And we're like, oh, it was so much fun. Maybe we could do like three shows of different bands, covers. Yeah. And it was still so much fun. And we, we were like, hey, let's do that. So we started Fifty Shades of Funk Rock. And we, but we, we're not playing a lot of shows, but we, we play in Quebec in the province. Yeah, and at private parties. I think it's super fun to do that. Yeah. And sure. uh, at some point, I wanted to try to play instruments. So I wanted to play some acoustic guitar. And I met a friend, uh, Valérie. She's a very great piano player. And we decided to do this band just for fun, just because we were two women in their mid 30s. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted a new challenge. She, she wanted to to start to sing and I wanted to play instrument. I'm more confident about my voice and she's more, she was more confident about her piano playing. So we were like, yeah. hey, let's have a, a challenge together. So we did like five shows, but then we, we had to stop, but we, we opened. Because people said, you're no good. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was <laughs> like a lack of time and too many projects. Yeah, it, it sure. Was yeah. Just, I think it was for the challenge. Yeah, and I was I gonna say if, if you had to stop because people are booing you at every time, then that's not a good sign. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe people didn't dare to. <laughs> yeah, but well, we, I think we didn't opened. you open for Joey Cape on one of those yeah. shows for that band? Yes, and we, me and Valérie, we were like, this is not possible. We we shouldn't do that. It's uh, we're, we're not qualified to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember all day I wanted to puke. I was yeah, just, but it went pretty well. And I was like, okay. And, that's good yeah. that's awesome so, yeah <laughs> one of my favorite and, favorite musicians of all time oh uh, yeah joy cape is amazing uh and then i like it's been a while since i tried to uh, have my own full band but it's yeah it's really hard to start a, a full band especially when you're not in your 20s or 19 or 18 anymore when everybody's got free time right so true exactly yeah. so true and I, but it's it's my biggest dream to write my own song. Um, I had a band when I was younger, but we were not serious. Like we were just having beers in a <laughs> rehearsal space. And yeah. But now I was like, I I I have a lot of fun supporting other bands, but I just also want to have my band and know and and understand what it is. Yeah. The yeah. I mean. It's working that hard and writing my lyrics, spreading my messages. So uh, I started this band and it's hard because <laughs> we had some guys left already because they realized they, they, they didn't think they would have enough time. So it was really yeah. hard to start it. We're still looking for <laughs> another member, <laughs> but yeah. we have one song ready almost. Uh, it's on the mix. And we started nice. like three others. So it's going to be 
pretty fast. But at the same time, we all have other projects. So yeah. And are you doing the recording like in at home and then like yeah. or like self recording? Uh, for the first song, we went to a studio, but we did a lot here too. Yeah. Gotcha. With okay. this mic. Yeah. <laughs> the one that doesn't work on StreamYard for some reason, but works on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that. I'm not a professional podcaster <laughs> yeah. that much. <laughs> so yeah, for and I still want to keep my acoustic project with Simon. It's so much fun. We're gonna do a private show next uh, in a, in two months. We do a regular show next week. But I really want to rock on the stage. I want to try it for real. Yeah. Even yeah. if I'm not in my twenties anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what is it like, uh, Amy from the interrupters, I think she's around our age and she's yeah. as good or, I mean, she's probably better than she's ever been on stage. So she's pretty incredible. Yes. And I think when you're in your late thirties, you feel a little more confident or you don't care that much. And you block out all the, all the horse shit that people. Yeah. Yeah. And I used <laughs> to be very, very, uh, intimidated or I, it's recent since I start to have a little confidence for, for real. So, yeah. And, but you know, I think we should have, we should see more people over forties, like. Well, in punk women. rock, it's inevitable because we're all getting yeah. so old now that everybody's over 40. <laughs> yeah. But for women, I think yeah. I, personally, I'm super happy to see Amy interrupters, the bad cup, bad cup. And like, a lot Venomous of other women and, yeah a lot of those yeah and i'm like oh so it's still possible <laughs> yeah yeah exactly mm. all right so that's enough about you let's talk about some canadian punk rock today because mm -hmm. this is uh not that i don't want to hear everything there is to know about you but you have your own podcast you can talk about yourself all you want on that <laughs> one <laughs> yeah i always talk about what i'm drinking in the morning oh i have a coffee right now so yeah, yeah and i did see that you day. stopped drinking alcohol for the time being which i might yeah. have to actually have to do that at some point but I like so drinking great. alcohol too much. It's just too hard not to. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, fun. I agree with that. All right. Yeah, I know. So the main reason, obviously, we're here is to talk about Canadian punk rock because I've been kind of saying it for the last I don't know, year, year and a half that Canadians seem to kind of be putting out more high-quality punk rock albums right now than ever before and maybe even to the point where they're kind of some of these bands are surpassing their American counterparts for the first time in a long, long time. Oh. Um, you know, bands like handheld, uh, we'll get into more about the Morones. Some of these bands are in trash ambulance. A lot of these bands are incredible. Oh. Um, and you've actually even been able to feature as a guest vocalist on some of these projects. And we'll talk about that. So just as an overview, does it seem to you like over the last year or two, there's kind of a bit of a surge in Canadian punk rock music really putting out great punk rock, or am I just crazy because I've just kind of noticed these bands more lately? No, I think you're right. I, I think a lot of of the those bands released albums like Handeld, uh, they just made a comeback, so we kind yeah. of forgot about them for a while, and then they're back. Uh, you know, Propagandy, uh, Comeback Kid release new albums. We have new bands in Quebec, too. We have a great local scene. Uh, so, no, I think you're, you're right. There's yeah. some new bands, too. Yeah, and I will say, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't even need to have, because of Spotify and stuff like that, you don't even need to have, like, you know, a record label these days to be heard by other people. So I think that gives people a little bit more confidence to go out and do some recording 
they're not going to make money off of Spotify, but they will at least get some visibility. They'll get some notoriety, yeah. maybe get put on some bills, um, some put on stages at like, you know, like a sonar fest or the, the one, uh, Pooza fest or whatever it's called there yes. in Montreal. Um, uh, yeah. So there's, there's definitely things like that where if you get enough recognition, people talking about you, even if you're not getting paid by Spotify, you can get put on some of these places where you can actually eventually then make some money. Right. So, yeah. Um, and you mentioned the labels, but it's, it's such a good point because we have great labels who support a lot of smaller bands. Like yeah. the, I'm thinking about Thousand Islands Records, yeah. people of punk rock. Uh, they all based in Quebec <laughs> and yeah. they encourage not only they encourage also like European bands and US bands, but also Canadian bands. And it's it's fun for, you know, fast skate punk bands to see that they can be supported by labels again because fat records used to do that but now they they kind of changed the catalog and it's fine but i think with all those labels options it's interesting for a skate punk band to just say to just believe it <laughs> yeah yeah and i think uh fat fat records like you said used to be like the premier skate punk I mean, if you were like a punk band, you were like, I want to get signed to Fat Records. That's going to get me the best chance of like being popular. Yeah. Now it's like you could be on Wiretap. You can be on Thousand Islands, people of punk rock. You know, there's mm -hmm. so many of these other labels cropping up. And that's kind of where like the cream of the yeah. crop in this in this kind of era is. Obviously, Fat Records kind of has like this short and narrow list of bands that they're they're willing to prop up and bring back yeah. and release new music of. Yeah. Um, but you don't see a lot of the new stuff coming from Fat Records anymore. It's always from these other, you know, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. ancillary labels that but put out amazing stuff. I was surprised when they signed Cigar because yeah. Cigar is super fast Kate Punk. And yeah. I was like, oh, maybe they want to go back a little to this stuff. Well, I think in, in the, yeah, in Fat Records, they, they probably knew Cigar from back in the days when they lived in California. Yeah. Well, they still live in California, but, you know, yeah. back in 1999 when they released yeah. their first album or whatever it was. And like, oh, yeah, so we guys ever going to put out another album? And like 23 years later, they're mm -hmm. like, oh, it's time to put out another album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, but, yeah, that was a bit surprising because, you know, they – first of all, like kind of disappeared and then came back and then the mm -hmm. new album was really good. I was like, well, holy shit. Why haven't oh, you guys yeah. been putting more music out lately? <laughs> but so good. they're not Canadians. So we don't want to talk about them. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, but maybe kidding. seeing this, some Canadian bands can have some hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the best albums of the Canadian punk rock scene of 2022. And I did mention mm -hmm. the three that I'll bring up and I'll ask you to kind of bring up some other ones, but I know that personally, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Maroons, their new album, the book of Marone, their cover of Whitney Houston's. I want to dance with somebody was amazing. I was like, Holy shit. Like, I can't believe you guys pulled that off. Great. Um, I also like the songs open bar and cable as well. Uh, the idea of staying in a relationship because somebody has free cable or you're getting free cable from them was pretty funny <laughs> to me. Um, we talked about handheld, the Canadian tragedy, probably in my opinion, one of the top two or top three punk albums of this year. Um, it's a tough one to pick kind of between all of them, but that would be high on my list. Uh, all those stories of, you know, Canadian historical figures. Uh, mm -hmm. but what are some of your favorites this year? Uh, I really like this one for sure. Handel is in my top for sure. Yeah. Totally. And you know what? Yeah. I didn't know the Morons were Canadians. <laughs> yeah, they're from, uh, I want to say Alberta. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 
that's right. Yeah. And it's yeah. pronounced the Maroons. Maroons. Yeah, umlaut there. Right. I had to ask yeah. him about it, but I was like, what do you mean? Morons. I <laughs> strongly suggest you, one of my favorite two is a band from Quebec. It's uh, Ashigan, A-C-H-I-G-A-N. Okay. Uh, uh, the lyrics are in French. They are so good. It's fast skate punk with very powerful lyrics. So it's definitely in my top three of the year so far. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely, because I'll ask you for more recommendations later, because I know on your show, you definitely talk about punk rec recommend. How do you say punk recommendations? <laughs> yeah, punk recommendations. That's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I know that there's been other ones, obviously, talked about. Uh, trashed ambulance you got mm -hmm. you got you talked you were on that but let's talk first about some of the maybe bigger ones or maybe ones that people had on the radar i know pup's new album the unraveling mm -hmm. of pup the band was a big one i've never got into pup i'm like are they punk i don't really know like people still call them punk but i'm kind of like they kind of seem more indie but everybody's like they're a punk band from canada i'm like uh, uh, yeah, okay I if you say so i can definitely hear some punk influences i yeah. don't know why i'm not that into this band yeah i think i should see them live yeah i think that's kind of part of their appeal is because they pack every place that they play and it goes crazy but kind of like turnstile where i like turnstiles music but i don't like it as much as everybody else likes it mm -hmm. and i think it's because if you go to their show you're like okay now it makes sense but yeah you kind of yeah. get it at some point but I yeah think, and it's weird because pop for me it's sounds a little like moaning <laughs> a little emo <laughs> and i love moaning but why don't i love i love pop that much i don't yeah, know yeah but definitely it's because i need to see them live so i promised myself that next time they, they'll be in town i'll go yeah i had a side conversation with john from punk rock radar about pop and he was like he had mentioned like how is this band so big all of a sudden i was like dude i didn't even know that they were like famous i just knew of them mm. and all of a sudden now they're selling out like like not arenas but like you know like concert halls across america and stuff i was like what is going on like how does everybody know about this band all of a sudden uh, so i i missed whatever was making them famous and so did john and i guess you have too <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh another one was among legends uh their new album take good care pretty good uh high energy punk for sure um, a little kind of indie rock in there as well, but I would say it's a lot more punk. And then 22's new album was yep. dismissed. Um, that was a lot of high energy, kind of fast skate punk as well. I wanted to mention um, it because, yeah, I yeah. totally agree. It's really yeah. Good. What did you think of that album? Oh, my God. It's from A to Z. It's just super amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, they, it's funny because they always tag me in all their stories. So I'm like... <laughs> I know everything in real time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, don't forget to mention everything that we've told you. <laughs> I'm super happy because the technical fast punk is, is still alive and it's definitely my favorite. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember like when, you know, like when No Effects first came out, for example, they weren't exactly like the high caliber musicians that they are these days. And, you know, by about the mid 90s, they kind of got there. But Fat Mike was singing like he was in. Uh, rich kids on LSD still thinking he was an RKL. Um, not very good vocals. It was hard to listen to some of that <laughs> stuff. And then all of a sudden it switched. He became a lot more melodic. The yeah. band became faster. Smelly started playing incredibly technical drum, uh, you know, drum stuff. And then everything was just like, and then you get these, you know, solos from Eric Melvin and, and yeah. Hefe. 
I'm like, holy shit, what is happening right now? Like these are like incredible. And then like all these other bands were just doing it too. And I was like, so you can make uh, punk rock that fast and that good and still be punk rock. Cause it used to be like punk had to be simple. It's like, you can't hit cymbals. You can't, you can't have lead guitar solos. You just like scream and, and bang, and bang the drums as hard as you can. That was punk rock before that pretty much. And it was like, okay, so now things are changing. And obviously with green day and all that stuff, it became pop punk, which was a twist off of that. I think in a lot of ways, but I just think it's very interesting that, like you said, technical punk became kind of prominent, yeah. disappeared, became pop punk, uh, and then came kind of came back, uh, which came back a lot of people with, didn't think it was ever going to happen. <laughs> came back with some like metal influences, and I yeah. really, really love this. It's just I become in trance. Uh, is it a word? <laughs> yes. Is it a word in English? Yes. <laughs> Like ah, <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not sure it's if it was released this year. Uh, no, it was last year. Damn it. Uh, Our darkest days. The band Our Which darkest one? days. The band is called Our Darkest Days. Oh, darkest days. Yeah. Our yeah, darkest days. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was last year. Um, ah, thought it was this yeah. year. I feel like they had an EP this year, but maybe that was last year as well. But yeah. Yeah, I released some singles before uh, the album, but it, I think it was at the end of last year. Snakes yeah. and Ladders, so good. But Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Already yeah. old. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're we're almost in 2023 now. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, obviously you got to feature on a couple of new albums lately, and, and the new one that I want to talk about was Trashed Ambulance's Future Considerations, which you sang on the song Stalking the Park which is a pretty funny concept about a drunk dude waking up in a park, trying to hit on a woman who's married and definitely not drunk, just kind yeah. of watching her kid in the park. Um, the album's really good too. I mean, Josh's vocals went from pretty, pretty average vocals to pretty good vocals on that album. So uh, first of all, how'd you get to work with these guys uh, from Trashed Ambulance and, and how'd you like the album? Uh, I knew already, I knew them already because of my radio show. So uh, we were friend. I knew him because of Punk Normal Activity, the podcast. Okay. And so they asked me and I was happy because I, I love to do some collabs with bands because I couldn't have my own <laughs> full yeah. band. So I was like, oh, if bands want me to sing with them, I'll be very happy to sing on full band songs. So, yeah. so they, <laughs> they just asked me and I said, yes. Concept yeah. was amazing. <laughs> yeah, of course, they're all the way in like red deer which is like by edmonton in alberta which they don't probably come to montreal or quebec or anything like that anytime but uh you ever see yourself being able to jump on stage and play with them at some point i hope so and with handel yeah. too in december yeah. probably mm -hmm. but trust nice. and trash ambulance i saw them play in a very empty venue <laughs> like maybe <laughs> six years ago at the scanner it was so great but yeah <laughs> it was yeah. really late yeah. yeah, you love when you, you're like, man, this band's really good. And you look around and there's like three oh. people drinking at the bar, not even paying attention. <laughs> like, it, okay. happens, it happens often. And I, every time I'm ashamed, I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. Come, come at the shows. <laughs> and that's how I talk about like my friends. I'll, I'll go to a show and then I'll be like, and I can't go to every show because there's so many shows. But I, when I go to a show, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like 10, 12, maybe 15 people here. And I'm like, I'll even invite like 10 people to come. And they're like, oh, I can't make it. I'm like, you can't make a free show. Well, how is that yeah. possible? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, but, yeah, but 
some venues here start their shows at midnight. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, we're all over 40 in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And so how did you like the album, the album, the full album of uh, Future Considerations by Trashed Album? Oh, uh, I always like their sound. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, it, it's the, the, it's very, how can I say that? Uh, raw punk rock. Like it's, yeah. it's raw, uh, simple lyrics, a uh, little party vibe yeah. for me. So not too serious, but still like interesting. Yeah. yeah, they don't they don't try to put out, you know, like 18 minute the decline or anything like that. They just do like, you know, they're three to four minutes. You yeah, know, they got some humor in there. They got some party stuff in there and then they got some, you know, it, punk rock is yeah. also that I need my punk rock with social topics and political stuff. But I also need my party punk rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it can't so, all be serious because then you just be like, man, I'm way too taking this way too seriously all the time yeah and punk rock for me it, it's the both side of punk rock yeah exactly it's like the world sucks let's let's party <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk about some of the other songs you've been featured on because i know you worked with double negative wes hoffman and the punk cellist and you worked with um down memory lane on one of their songs yes. as well so how are you trying to get on every like are you is it like a goal of yours to be on every canadian band's album or is this just kind no. of happening kind of naturally <laughs> <laughs> um you're gonna, no you do guest vocals on every it's like a contract if they if they if they make a record you have to be on their record now <laughs> yeah sometimes i'm like okay i'm too everywhere i should focus on my own somebody asked me and i say yes because i love yeah. those people and i couldn't have a band so for me it was like yeah. oh what a great opportunity so <laughs> yeah it's more like that <laughs> And then uh, when the when the bands approach you about this, are the, the lyrics written already and you just kind of have to sing? Like, did you, do they give you like guide tracks to kind of like give you the melodies or? Sometimes I create my own melodies. Uh, sometimes I adapt it. Okay. Some, but I always tell them, send me the lyrics with the highlighted part, what you want me to do. And maybe a demo, you do it and I'll do the same thing. But then... When I'm recording it, I'm like, oh, can I try this? So I send them some samples with my phone. So I'm like, what do you know? And I send yeah. it. Okay, do it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I record it after. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, oh, you can hit a high D. Okay, that's better than my my version of it. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes just for fun. Some What I really like, because I love to record stuff at home. Like I love to try stuff. I have a lot of fun doing this. So sometimes I just yeah. do five different things i send them all and i'm like do what you want with this yeah take whatever and i assume they're paying you heavily heavily for these appearances like sending you ten thousand dollar checks every month or what most of those are free because it's, yeah. it's just fun yeah i figured if they offer I mean, if they offer i'll take it but yeah <laughs> for hey me, for twenty thousand dollars oh yeah i'll do that i'll come i'll fly <laughs> to wherever you're recording i'll do it <laughs> no but i i really for fun and also i learn doing yeah. this i improve so it's kind of formation for me yeah exactly and as we said before about you know getting on record labels and and or not getting on record labels but kind of touring and, and getting on spotify it's it helps with visibility get you kind mm -hmm. of your name a little bit more out there and stuff so yeah um yeah i was just curious because like you know sometimes i, I hear you know when when people do collaborations they're like Oh, we'll send them scratch tracks or we'll send them, 
like just they'll they'll just write a lyric like a verse depending on what their approach is mm -hmm. so just curious like what it has been so far for you but so far i think they have uh, their idea in mind yeah and i can adapt because sometimes it doesn't fit my range so i, I have no choice like yeah. I, I have to propose something else yeah but okay. most of the time they they just send me stuff and i just do it and sometimes i i back it a little or i i love to push so sometimes i try like i try different intensities yeah mm. you're going in there full full rage mode and just screaming in the microphone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's try this one see if they like that okay yeah, no, and these I... days I'm, I'm back at taking singing lessons so i'm i love to just try something i learned <laughs> yeah yeah. All right. Well, are there any Canadian punk bands that haven't put out an album in the last couple of years that you might be looking forward to who are probably putting out new music soon that you know of? Oh. You Monine? get all the scoops. Monine are, are Canadian, right? Yeah. You said uh, Monine? Yeah. I, was I actually talking. don't know. Yeah, oh, I don't I know. Okay. The, the name sounds Canadian, but I don't know if they're actually I think from Canada. It's they could, Canadian, but I'm not they're probably sure from what? Maine. <laughs> I mean, I'm always happy to have Propagandi's album for sure. It's always like so powerful for me. Yeah, uh, I love my my band, my local bands in Quebec. Uh, one of my favorite bands called Les Vulgaires Machins are gonna release a new album, and they they were on a hiatus for a lot for many years. So I was like super pumped yeah. to hear that. Uh, 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 so I'll have you copy and paste that name to me later because I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send you some notes. Same for Ashigan that I was talking to you a yeah. little before. A band that I wish hard to say right now, but yeah, I'm always down for propaganda. Yeah, I know that they didn't actually, you know, and I was gonna mention that they didn't actually release a new i think they did 2019 was like the last album they did in a while. 20, 2017 i think which was yeah. victory lap yeah um so. but they did have a bit of a comeback because i think they've kind of started touring a little bit from memory i think i saw some shows that they were playing yeah um, i saw them at the puzza fest oh nice yeah and i was gonna say you know all all the some 41 and avril lavigne fans from the early 2000s and late 90s i don't think anybody is probably more revered by Canadian punk scene members than propaganda. I mm -hmm. think they're probably the most looked, you know, you know, idolized or looked after kind of Canadian punk band. Uh, I assume you probably listened to them a lot growing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I really got into propaganda maybe at university when I started to be interested a lot by uh, political and social oh, yeah. topics. Because, and, you know, I, I speak French, so uh, it's hard. Those lyrics are hard to understand where, when your English is not that good. It's, yeah. And <laughs> when I yeah, did the they, cover... I mean, they've they're got some big vocabularies in their, in their songs. Yeah, and <laughs> you have to, to research sometimes. Yeah. And half and, the topics they talk about, you know, might not yeah. be... Like Raging Against the Machine, like you might have to do a little research on what they're actually referring to because you're like, I'm not sure what you're talking about here, mm -hmm. but okay. I, I'm with you. I just don't, I don't know the whole story. Exactly. So when I was younger, I couldn't really understand everything. And yeah. you know, what's really funny because the cover I made with uh, Jan, the punk cellist for uh, Today's Empire, Tomorrow's Ashes, the lyrics, I think it took me like five hours to do the first verse <laughs> because it's so fast. 
Yeah. It was impossible. Yeah. I remember when I was, when I had a band in high school, one of the kind of members we had it for a short period of time, huge propaganda fan. And mm-hmm. he was like, let's do a cover. And I was like, okay. And he picked the slowest one. It was like a slow song. It almost sounded like a slow dance. I can't even remember the name of the song off the top of my head, but um, I was like, well, thank God. Cause I'm not going to be able to sing most of this stuff that fast and I remember all the lyrics. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. It was literally uh, like Ellie Salasie. Maybe I have no idea. Like this was, it yeah. came out probably in 98 and that, well, maybe 97. Cause we played it about a year after it came out. So this was, this was, you know, most of my life ago at this point, I can't even remember what the song was, but I just remember we would, we actually did, I think we played it live or maybe we just played it so much that we had a routine <laughs> where we were going to be like, cause we played some kind of like rage against the machine stuff. We, and this was like not a punk band, but then we yeah. throw this, this propaganda song in there that still has like a political message, but it sounds like a slow dance. So from memory, it was kind of like ironic in the way that the song worked. It was like political message set yeah. to like a slow dance or something like that. And uh, so we're like, all right, everybody, like now it's time to you know grab your partner and slow dance while we're singing the song about whatever it was. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it was just pretty uh, funny. But yeah. Wow, I want to slow dance on Elise LSE up your ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not really romantic, but... Yeah, okay. it could be that one. It's just, I mean, it's been a long, oh, maybe long it's time. Another one, but for, I know it was. Yeah, man, this is a long time ago. Yeah. Try to I mean, find it, it and tell me. I want to know. I'll try to figure it out. I'll be like, oh yeah, that's it. Because I mean, yeah, it's been. It's probably off of like their second or third album. That's how long ago it was. So, oh, um, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So as a punk sentimentalist and fan yourself do you think punk is coming back around or have we actually hit the peak and it's kind of on the downslope now and slowly fading out already i mean it's up to us like yeah. if we are keep uh clinging is it a word yeah on our old 90s punk bands from california like bad religion no fx black wagon i mean someday they're gonna retire yeah. Like NoFX just announced kind of. Yeah. On Twitter, like in a Twitter comment. Uh, Instagram <laughs> comment. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. But they kind of said that it might be over. So if our definition of punk rock is only Californian skate punk, uh, it's going to die sooner or later. But yeah. if you want to stay aware of new bands, not only from California, even if like, I, I love those bands, don't get me wrong. You know, I'll be yeah. sad when they all retire or I don't know. So they have to eventually, sure. right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like fucking uh, 40, 40 years old, 40 yeah. years. So, uh, so it's up to us if we want to keep discovering bands uh, and everyone should also focus on their local scene a little and encourage younger bands. So it's, yeah. it's up to us, I, I, I should say. But no, the punk, punk is not dead. It's maybe it's okay to have a new era of punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I think kids in high school right now need a kind of rediscovering. Like I actually talked to a band. They're all in high school and middle school right now, and they're like Green Day fans, Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. And I was like, how is that possible? That like, that's like 
some of those bands were like even famous before I really even got into music. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're old. They're really old. Like, how are you guys into those bands? But I think there are kids like that who have parents like me who are like, listen to this music. You're going to like this music. And so hopefully yeah. these things keep happening where, you know, there mm-hmm. are bands that keep bringing these things back around. Yeah. Uh, but and I think the world is getting crazy a lot. It's insane. So people will always have something to say about, about it and some and some lyrics, which is really good for punk, I think. Yeah. But yeah, but the, the crowd has to be there too, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of these days, we're all just going to be looking back and, and look around the crowd and everybody's going to be like 50 years old and be like, uh, maybe it's time to hang these ones up. <laughs> but let's <laughs> look around for other things. Uh, I, I I think, what I can't remember, was it, I think it was on a Legwagon album where they had a, a like a, a quote from a movie and I can't remember the movie where it's like, you know, it's like they say when you're punk and in your, in your twenties or whatever, you like, or you're a rebel in your twenties, you're like supposed to be like that. But if you're a rebel in your thirties, you're, you're doing it all wrong or something like that. You, you're going to die uh, or something like that. But yeah, I can't remember the quote exactly. I think it was from let's talk about feelings that album, but um, it's from a movie and I can't remember, but I'm like, that's kind of like punk rock in a nutshell. Once you get to like 40 years old, you don't feel like a punk anymore. You just really like the music and you're like, why can't bands just make good music? Like I would like to listen to the music and not have to yeah. fist fight somebody every time I go to a concert. <laughs> oh yeah. But so do you have any shows with the, I know, I think you said you have some music with the long run coming out. Uh, when do you know when that's going to come out or do you have an idea? We have our first song at the mix right now and so we we're just excited so we want to release the first song we have right away and then we're gonna write more but we are we already have a few songs um that we can work on but for an album it's gonna take a long time (laughs) because we're not even a full band (laughs) yeah but yeah i'm very excited as you say are you gonna be playing like actual shows with the band that's the kind of that's the whole hope right oh that's our that's that's my biggest dream so of course but uh, i don't know when not this year for sure yeah unfortunately well it's about but, to turn into freaking snow snow season there so you're not gonna be able to like do a patio appearance or anything <laughs> so i'm gonna be in my in this room <laughs> writing <laughs> for, songs for yeah like five straight months perfect yeah. <laughs> yeah but i'm very very excited i think I- i'm very happy about our first song yeah nice something to look forward to for everybody who's a fan obviously because you know, I think your your voice in the in the punk scene. I think I've seen it. I've seen it in comments from your, you know, Instagram and stuff where people are like, "How can you be punk? Like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, yeah. who are you that defines what punk is? You fucking idiot!" But yeah, I think uh, having an, a voice like yours in punk music just helps to acknowledge that there's other voices out there, right? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you know. And the funny thing is, the punk music was not a white thing to begin with, but white people kind of just inherited it or took it over or whatever made it theirs. And it's like, it's, it's only white guys that can like punk music. I'm like, it's never been like that, but these people have that kind of gatekeeper mentality. So um, hopefully they can all fuck off. Such a good point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I'm very lucky. I don't have a lot of shitty comments for real. I, I, it's, it's not really often. I have a good crowd and no, I'm very lucky. But it's even one every month is is too much. But I mean, 
yeah, yeah. gatekeeping is it's not good for punk rock guys <laughs> yeah I think uh, even Punk Rock Radar posted something today and we're recording this in September, but they had a guy who said, you guys don't know anything. You don't know anything about punk rock music. You guys are half idiots or something like that. And you guys, you act like you've never heard of the Ramones. Pick up a Sex Pistols tape. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, that's the yes. two bands you reference. <laughs> Some people are pretty angry at me because I don't know enough uh, 70s punk. And it's true. Yeah. Like, it's true. It's not my yeah. favorite. I... I'm really yeah, it's hard to go back it. and listen to the recordings because they're just not great recordings, first of all. But then also the music is just so brash. It's more uh, for the live scene. That's what they were trying to do, right? So, like, mm -hmm. you can't really capture a live Ramon show or a live Sex Pistol show when they go into a studio and record it because it doesn't come out the same. I acknowledge the, the huge influence, and I like it for real. But I just, yeah. I, I started my journey with punk rock with... Uh, 90s skate punk California and that's how I started and I got uh, Avril Lavigne you can say it <laughs> <laughs> she invented it in the first place everybody knows that no but when back in the days I was really happy to see a girl of my age uh doing that you know yeah so, and I love her first album <laughs> yeah I never th the thing is I never thought it was punk music I was like why does everybody keep saying this is no. punk music I just thought it was pop music with a kind of punk yes. attitude I was yeah. like that's what it but, is, right? Like, but at the time, I was starting to listen to punk rock, and I was into Blink 182, yeah, Americana of Spring, Green Day. So it was like not that different. That yeah, for some songs. Well, I remember a lot of people like will say like, "Oh, I got into you know Green Day with Dookie," and I was like, "It's funny because I actually knew of Green Day when Kerplunk came out, and Welcome to Paradise was the single off that, and I was like, "Great song," and then Dookie kind of came out and it blew up, and I was like. It's a great album, but mm -hmm. like I was always more of a fan of like the grunge music at the time. Mm -hmm. And so then I kind of snuck in the back door of punk music when like other bands started coming in, like no effects lag wagon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, these kind of seem like more like my, my kind of bands. Cause it, for some reason, and of course I didn't know that every punk band at the time seemed to be on heroin, but when you could tell that a punk band was on heroin, I was like, that doesn't really, I don't want to follow that band. Um, yeah. and green day, I could tell at some point had been like strung out and, and they have, you know, they have like lyrics about it and especially in their insomniac album. Um, but I was like, they just look like they need to go to sleep and get off drugs. And I was like, for me, it was like punk music. wasn't that, even though for a lot of people it was, and they, they took it, amplified it, you know, made it mm. more of a melody. And, um, I was already kind of enjoying like Weezer and Nirvana over here and then, liking some underground like no effects at the time and um i just think it's funny that everybody's like yeah green day is how i got into punk and i was like really that's interesting because they yeah. were never a big influence on me like in any fat former fashion i mean i will say that i truly started to like pop punk when blink 22 mm -hmm. uh damn it came out right so like right before yeah. animal state and i was like oh this is like perfect like this is the perfect example of the kind of pop or the punk music that i want and then lo and behold, it turned out everybody wanted that at that time because the next year they released Enema mm -hmm. of the State or whatever, two years later, and they were like the biggest band in the world for a while. It was crazy. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, <laughs> anyway, I digress, but uh, it's, 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 it's always interesting to hear how people kind of come up and find punk music because especially when you live in like nowhere cities like I did in North Dakota in the middle of nowhere, oh. there's not bands touring through there. You don't hear of bands on the radio. It's not something that's mainstream. So you have to hear about it through like, through you know, creaks and cracks and stuff. 
Yeah, oh, and yeah. I was before that I was into very pop stuff like Spice Girls, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Me too. No, so. not really. But <laughs> I did like Boys to Men and Ace of Base when I was in grade school. So that was kind of like where I first oh, was I like, oh like Ace, that. like Ace of Base, that song's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But yeah. yeah. A lot of shame. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think I call them the sweetest sensation. They're they're an amazing group. <laughs> anyway we'll add some uh show notes below this episode to like your music uh to your podcast to i don't know if you, you have like the you have the radio show i know you do the facebook lives do you have like the actual airing like of it online somewhere yes it's it's in french so what i do is when i do the facebook live i record my radio Vocals, show audio, so I, yeah. I present some recommendations that i find i take some requests that's a fun part like people are like yeah play some no effects or do you know this band i'm like no i don't know this band let's play it da, da, da. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I record it i send it to the radio station so it's like the best of both worlds i'm yeah. talking to everyone who's happy to build the playlist with me and it's the radio show <laughs> so I, nice. I speak french between songs yeah yeah i noticed that I'm like, i have no idea what the hell she's saying right now can listen if they want it's just that they won't necessarily understand what I say. yeah and, and i'll say my demographic is not french but some of yours might be so at least maybe if they don't yeah. know of the radio show they can then they can go find that as well or they can join me every almost every sunday night at 6 30 from 7 30 uh, east on yep. facebook and instagram live and i i translate after what i say yeah yeah cool one last question before, before we sign off today. What new music, one album, one artist, whatever, something from this year, would you recommend people go check out right now? Uh, I would say Ashiga. Sorry, I'm back at it. But okay. Ashiga. If you're curious to hear some Quebecois lyrics, uh, and if you, want, if you want, you can translate the lyrics, but it's a fantastic album. And you can know more about the Quebec province, Quebec City. Because they are talking a lot about local topics. Nice. The music is great, 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 great. So that's Excellent. my yeah, that's probably my favorite. So Again, far. I'll have you send it to me, copy and paste it, because I'll yeah. I'll oh, never sure. be able to figure out what you're actually saying to be able to type it into Google. Normal. <laughs> I'll be fine. like, uh, <laughs> I'll just try to I'll try to play it and say Google, what is this saying, and then I'll translate it. Ashiga is a it's it's a type of fish. Oh, okay, well that makes sense. Ashigan, <laughs> I don't know if it's the same. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll put that in the, the the link to the to that band as well in the show notes as well, so yeah. that way people can go check it out for sure. I I, I don't want to mess up your name again, so I'll say I want to thank today's guest, Punk Rockette, for being on the show today, and Emily Plamondo, something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Cool. So thank you again for being here. This was an awesome conversation. Hopefully, guys, you got some recommendations from some from somebody in Canada about Canadian punk rock. Um, we'll get all those kinds of recommendations below as well. Um, if you want to obviously see any of the stuff that she's doing, go to those links for her music, her podcast, her radio show, check her out, go follow her on Instagram, go follow her on Facebook. Um, don't follow her in real life. Cause that's fucking creepy. <laughs> so don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a matter of time before, you know, the long run, we'll probably start picking up some steam. People will start listening to that as well. 
Um, and guys, remember that the Powered by Rock podcast is powered by our listeners. If you want to show us some support, please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also make a donation to the podcast as well to help us keep making awesome episodes with awesome guests like Emily here. God damn it. I'll never get it right. Um, but you can find that link in the notes as well. You can see the full video interview on our YouTube and Spotify now as well. If you want to check out some of our articles, album reviews, lists, and interviews, go to PoweredByRock.com and check out our free, absolutely free, rocking blog. Also, you can find our merch and gear so you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. That's our show for today. Until we see you soon for the next episode, rock on. supposed to be easy it's cold.